0: Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jan Price Show, and today my guest is filmmaker Jesse Dillon, and we're talking about his brand new documentary entitled Sorrows. Welcome to the show, Jesse. How are you today?
1: I'm good. Thank you. Very nice to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, you're very welcome. It's a pleasure. I'm very excited to talk about this documentary because George Soros has become so controversial over the last few years. So this documentary kind of, you know, lets us inside his life and what he's doing and in mm-hmm. looks at the controversies as well. So, what Made you decide to do a documentary about George Soros?
1: You know, I'd been shooting for his Open Society Foundations for a while, and I, I didn't really. It took a long time for me to come up with the idea that I wanted to make a movie, and then it took a couple of years for him to give permission to let me do it. So it took, a, you know, it just took a long time, and I just felt like people really need to hear at least hear his side of the story. Um, yes, so that's why I made it.
0: So you, yeah, you had unprecedented access him, And he is normally a rather um, private man, although he he has done interviews. um, He's not one who likes to put himself out there in the public eye and likes to let his work speak for themselves. So how did you get Mm -hmm. such um, access to him?
1: Well, I think after you interview a person, a lot of times they sort of just, you know... You just, you sort of just become wallpaper in the room, and they don't think much about it. And That's when you get the best stuff, because people are unguarded. And I think George just, he let me uh, he let me shoot it. So the first time he shot me, he might like, give me notes and think of stuff. Second time, maybe a little more. And then the third time, he's like, yeah, just do it. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs>
0: so, he, so he did give you notes. That's interesting.
1: <laughs> a little bit. Well, little not, bit. not on the movie. He gave me notes on some of the other things we were working on, you know? I
0: see.
1: Yeah, I see. So we'll, we, so, so, he never even saw the movie. You know, until after it was already finished and out.
0: Okay. So, he had not... He he didn't give you notes on the actual film. So... No. So... For people who, you know, I mean, right now, because there is all the controversy out there and all of these conspiracy theories, and gosh, he's been, you know, ranked up there with the devil. I mean, (laughs) unfortunately, and yet this is a man who set out to do good in the world. So talk a little bit about that, why there's such controversy around George Soros, and when do you think that began? So those are, that's a two-part question. You know why and then when.
1: You know when it began. You know the thing about George is he hasn't had any. Um, he never make he never made forward-looking material. So until uh, I wandered along, there wasn't any reason that you would be looking out into the future to see if it was accurate or not. So. I think he just got to a point where he wanted to keep doing that and making sure that the things he was doing were really effective. So it, it just it just gradually took on a greater and greater importance in the release schedule, you know. Uh, and then it started in the eighties with around the time of George Bush. And he just sort of never answered any of the questions of the of the right, and uh, eventually they just made him into a scapegoat and sort of been fighting that ever since
0: so why do you think that George Soros decided now was the time to have a documentary made about him i don't
1: i I, I couldn't I think that um that's a super complicated question. I'm not really sure why he would let it go on now, except to say that, um, you know, it's been a long time, you know, and it's like he, he never, nobody ever uh, answered any of the criticisms. He never said anything. So I think that maybe there was just room for, you know, trying to get some of his side of the story out a little bit, you know, trying to understand his origins, understand where he came from, to understand that he sort of grew up with Nazis and, you know, all these these sort of things that, that he had faced earlier in his life, which sort of gave him the perspective on what, you know, he's... He's sort of um, contending with today. You know, he's seen all these kinds of extreme uh, right wing movements and what it leads to before. So I think that maybe he just felt like, um, you know, that was unclear, maybe what his motivations were, and he would just let somebody try and uh, tell the story. And I, w- I just happened to be in the right position to be able to do it.
0: Timing is everything it is you <laughs> mm-hmm. everything
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly so so to go back to why do you think he has been, you know you said he didn't answer you know a lot of the right wing you know the fringe let's say uh, mm-hmm. in the in the 80s he didn't answer them back then um, so why do you think th- is that because he didn't answer it is that why he became more vilified so what you know why has he become such a controversial i mean you either love him or hate him you're on what i don't think yeah. there's anybody may, might be neutral about him which means he's doing what he should be doing i guess in life you know if people yeah. are neutral then you're not doing anything right um, but why do yeah. you, go ahead go ahead go well
1: ahead. i mean i think that i think that um you know usually people don't really know that much about him and so mm-hmm. um autocratic leaders can use him you know to to push back against uh, especially like in Hungary where he's from you know they can use him as sort of a uh you know a, a monster to to get across their own goals and so i think that he he serves a if it wasn't him it would be something else and 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 you know I think also people are uncomfortable with with people who have unlimited funds. You know people are uncomfortable with the Koch brothers and George Soros and and all these kind of things because they they worry that their vote might count more than one individual vote, which is you know is, is definitely an issue. You know.
0: Yes, I guess the Koch brothers would be the um, opposite end of what George Soros is about, right?
1: They would be the opposite end, but you know, the the, the thing is is that, and, and what he's saying is a little different because the Koch brothers might be saying, listen, this is ideologically exactly where we want to get to. This is what we believe about the world. What George is saying is that everybody ha- should have the ability to, to say something, you know, in, in society. You don't necessarily have to agree with them, but everybody has a right to say something. So a lot of his endeavors are are to try and make it so that everybody in society has a has a voice.
0: And that, one of the things I found interesting is that he he doesn't get involved in the, you know, he obviously he's given lots of money to lots of different organizations, and we'll talk mm-hmm. talk a little bit about what how he got started in this. But he does he's sort of hands off.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, he doesn't I think that, give them direction. I mean, and, uh, other than the Koch brothers, I understand he was. I just watched an interview with one of the Koch brothers, and I think it was on sixty Minutes, and uh, and they they're more involved. Yeah, I mean in, in policy.
1: Yeah, I think that's right, and I think that um, you know it's it's. I think it's these things are complicated, so it just takes a while to um, you know sort of understand where he's coming from in terms of what. Uh, you know, he's interested in putting his money in, you know, he, he started with apartheid, you know, he, he generally, I think what he does is he goes to a place, he make he has an opinion about, you know, what should happen. And then he tries to find people who he thinks in that local area that he thinks are really good. And then he gives them money and they decide how it'll be spent. And that's the same in Hungary. And that's, as it is in the United States, as it is in England, as in, in Germany, in terms of what George, uh, puts his funds towards.
0: So he, the, op- he is the open society foundation. That's the basis for what he does. So do you want to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about what that is exactly? You know, open society Foundation. Well,
1: open society foundation is what it's, uh, you know, it's just what it says, which is a group that, um, they're different, um, local, they're different organizations in each territory and their goal is to try and, you know, get people's voices to be heard in those local towns so you might have a, you know, the Rohingya be able to speak, you might have um, uh, you might have uh, uh, you know, different activists in different parts of the world be able to get their voice heard, so I think what he's doing is he's going into those areas and he's saying like, look, here's a group that we should empower and, and support and then he Uses his money and sort of his creative ideas to do that,
0: and he he was, it, it, which is wonderful. It's a wonderful, to, you know, to to do it that way. But he was also one of, um, I guess, I mean, one of the, the. He did more to help bring down the Berlin Wall than governments did. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, he he used.
1: Um, It's counterintuitive, but just by, uh, you know, I think he was a part of that. And again, he was in the right place at the right time. I don't think he necessarily ever thought he would have that kind of impact, but there was a a break, you know, there was an opening and and all that needed to happen for it to be pushed through was to empower the people who were there, to make them be able to connect with one another, um, to support them. Uh, And then those individual groups did all the work, but that's that's really what he did is is, is sort of work um, against uh, the Soviets and, and uh, uh, you know, by doing simple things like, you know, creating copy centers where people could exchange uh, books and ideas, as strange as it sounds. You couldn't do that before. So the more they were given a piece of freedom, the more they wanted it, and then they did the work. And uh, I think what George did was just empower that by giving them some tools to make it possible.
0: Brilliant. I mean, what he does is absolutely brilliant. But, you know, he also, because of everything that's been out there, uh, unfortunately, um, because everything, the conspiracy theories now, I mean, it's just, Rampant, And I guess because of social yeah. media, you know, it's more rampant than ever. And it's going to probably continue to be that way. But um, he did express um, that he has gotten depressed by that. Do you want to delve into that a little deeper?
1: Well, I think it's it's hard. You know, he's given away, you know, billions and billions of dollars um, with the idea of, you know, making the world a better place. And, and uh, you know... a lot of people hate him for doing that. So it's a very strange, it's a very strange place to be, you know, is that, um, you're, you're, you know, endeavoring to do something that's really hard. If it wasn't hard, it would already be done. And, and yet, uh, people are not very responsive, you know, so, so he's got to be careful, have security and, and, uh, and, you know, I think he wakes up every day trying to see how he can sort of keep working on these things he works on. But, I think it is tough I don't think it makes him happy. I also think that the um the world is going into a darker place right now. So, you know, you can look back and wonder whether any of his effort, he, he could look peer back and and wonder whether his efforts have been successful. Now, I would say to you that I think they definitely have. You know, part of that that's not in the movie is all the scholarship. You you had to pick the things you could focus on, but you know, he's given away thousands and thousands of scholarships for people to go to college and um that has raised you know thousands and thousands of people out of poverty families you know got them going in a different different direction so i think if you measure what's good about what he's done it's undoubtedly he's on the right side of the line you know and done a lot of work to support things And his is um uh for me i felt like he deserved a lot of respect for doing that
0: i i totally 100% agree there's no question about it this- Did he, and I don't know, I can't remember if this was in there, were there there things where he um, invested his money and Mm -hmm. then found out that he had regrets about perhaps um, investing his money in certain causes because it really wasn't in alignment with what his values and belief systems are?
1: Well, I think that if you're investing money... Um, so there's investing money to make money. Like you're going to, you know, if you would buy uh, currencies and then bet on which way the currency was going to go. And that's like a, that's like a straight investment. And then there's an investment in people for, for, um, what would be called an open society. And, you know, you, you can't say that you support investing people. And then if those people don't do exactly what you want them to do, that does not mean that you failed. You know, Victor Orban, the man who runs uh, Hungary, George Soros paid for his college, right? So had he known that he was going to be his mortal foe, I don't think he would have done that. But I'm not sure George would look at that as any sort of sense of failure in particular. Um, it just sort of these things don't work out exactly the way you might want them to. And and I think that that's, that's because change is really hard, you know, and 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 not easy to understand where it's going or what it's doing you know mhm
0: yes yeah that's true too so it, yeah that would that, that is interesting that he helped pay for the education of yeah but the, like of in the face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, interesting and and he was fully aware of it <laughs> that's George Charles Well that he was hated.
1: when he was when he was a uh, um the foundation was much smaller than and I don't think he was aware that that guy didn't like him you know, but, but I don't think it would surprise them. You know, open all open society means, in George's view, is that people should have the opportunity to be able to say stuff. It does not mean that George necessarily agrees with them, you know?
0: Yeah, and that's what it's about. A, you know, yeah. good debate, you know, that there's a debate yeah. going on, and it's open society, and that you can have a good debate that goes on as yeah. well. During that. So, what was the most surprising thing that you discovered when you were putting this documentary together about George Soros and his foundation?
1: The the reason that I thought it was important to do was that, um, you know, I did not really understand this distinction. I'd worked for a lot of philanthropists, and usually most of them would always say, Well, I want to do this particular thing. And it was very you know, they, they had a vested interest in the success. He was the first person that I worked for who said, no, it actually isn't about what I think it's about what these local people thinking about empowering them. And that is a, a very, very powerful idea for, for change. And, you know, what I took from that is that we all as individuals can make decisions in our own life about what we want to do. Maybe we can't do things necessarily that big, but we can do, we can do something and we all should do something. So I, that, I I found the story to be very empowering.
0: It, it yes, it definitely is very empowering. I mean, that's why I do what I do—to give a voice to filmmakers mm-hmm. so they can talk about you know their passion and uh, yeah. getting uh, the word well, you've out. Done that
1: very. A, you've done that very effectively, <laughs> haven't you?
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, more to be done. <laughs> more to yeah. be done. But you know, you're right. I mean, it's that's why I. Yeah, I mean, I and I do choose films, and I'm very honest about that. That you know are near and dear to my heart, obviously. So This movie was, and I know we we had a hard time scheduling you for this interview, but it was one that I didn't want to let go because it was I felt very important film that people should be seeing. Uh, Because of that, I
1: really appreciate it.
0: you're welcome. You're welcome. No, I, and I mean it too, uh, because this is yeah. He's he's a fascinating man, and uh, yeah. you are, yeah, and the, and again, it goes back to all all we're hearing now through the the noise yeah. is all the negativity about him, and you know, and I felt I think what you're doing right now, and I think the timing is perfect, is coming out and really showing who this man truly is and what he's about. He's ninety years old now, yeah, um, and and you interviewed his. Four it's four children, I believe, right? Yeah. Three sons and a yeah. daughter. So, are yeah. they actively involved in his philanthropy, or are they doing other things?
1: So, well, you know, they're a very wealthy family. So, a lot they work on the um, they work on the um, they they work on some of the things with them together, and then they also work on their own things. They they're all interesting people in their own right. So, they have a lot they have a lot going on, you know. Um, you know, I think they'll probably carry on the tradition. I think that, you know, George is, you know, I think that's an interesting question. What happens to the foundation when George is, you know, not around anymore? I don't know.
0: Does he have a plan? Do you know? Did he, was that discussed at all? You know,
1: he, I know he, 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 it's a little, you know, I didn't, I didn't, we didn't get into that so much, but, um. Uh, I know there is some plan to continue it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, I hope it does continue because there's a lot of institutions I think that are, are really that rely on it, that are really important. You know, human rights watch, ACLU, Planned Parenthood, just to name a few in the United States. Um, uh, and these are important institutions for all of us. So, you know, they, they, uh, you know, they, they hold the line for us in lots of ways, uh, to get underserved populations, to be able to have a voice and be able to stand up for themselves. So, uh, you know, I, I hope that'll continue for a long time. And, and even if it wasn't to continue, we all have a responsibility to continue with those institutions. So, you know, we got to keep the work going.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I sometimes when you, when you, when when you look at this film, especially at the end when you kind of list all of the different organizations that he has um, given money to throughout his uh, career, uh, you kind of go, everything just seems insurmountable. There's so many issues going on all, everywhere. And I don't know if it's getting worse or is it just because we're, we're seeing it more because we're all home and we're, we're observing these things more or whether the world is just Starting to collapse. I mean, it feels that way sometimes, and especially with COVID. Yeah. And, and go ahead. I, to, I do. I want to talk to you because I saw that you're doing something with COVID nineteen. You, you've done something mm-hmm. with an analytics platform and a navigator tool. So I want to mm-hmm. talk to you about that, but also about the insurmountable problems in the world. So that's a two part question. Do you feel well, that
1: way too? Or? I do on occasion, but I I think the thing is is there's no there's no other thing we can do except to try and. And, um, you know, because you can't give in to, to hopelessness. And I think we do see it, see that, um, when we look around, um, and I, I do see that, um, you know, and, and it's like, you know, I think that it's like, but like I said about George is that we can all do stuff like, you know, you're talking about the COVID navigator and some of the technologies we've developed at, at my company to help, um, with um, how we look at data statistics, how we, how we think about data and how it can help us um, push ourselves to a more just and equal world. You know, those, I think those things are all out there and it's just incumbent upon us to push forward and find a way to do it. You know, they, with a revolution in digital technology, there's so many opportunities for filmmakers. And, you know, one of, the, one of my laments is, like at my little company, is that I'm always having trouble finding filmmakers who are willing to think in this other way but but it's wide open. You know, all the tools are always changing. It's just sometimes it's hard to get the artists interested in these these new mediums that are out there. So but we we, we do have to just keep trying and keep you know, sort of focusing on on how to do good things. You know, I think that's important.
0: I agree. I agree. I guess if we yeah. just keep you know, each of us do our our Try to do something good every day, and or just yeah. be at that force. Just, whether it's just a smile, giving somebody a smile. Of course, nowadays with the, the mask, we can't smile people as people. Yeah, how no, you can do it with your eyes? <laughs> you can't tell. you can do with your eyes, yeah. and you can say hello and acknowledge yeah. them. I don't want to let go, this, our interview go too far because you've worked. You've worked with some really interesting people, but you won an Emmy award for Barack Obama's mm-hmm. "Yes We Can" video, I and did for, an Emmy. With yeah. Barack Obama you've worked with the Clinton Global Initiative you've also worked with the Biden uh, Cancer Fierce Program so t- yeah. now that we've got you know Biden coming into the office and Barack Obama is everywhere like right now every, yeah. every time yeah. you turn on TV you got another interview going on what was that like for you that was 2008 when you worked on that video well
1: the the, the Yes We Can video you know it was it was um, you know it was it was enjoyable working on it and you know with um mo- most of these people i work with on things that you know it's like they're not necessarily political you know although i would say that you know i'm a democrat obviously but, but uh um uh, you know the idea is to help people so you know there you're talking about a lot of the political people that i've worked with but you know i've worked with a lot, you know lots and lots of other kinds of people because
0: yes, you, have. you know change yes, does have. it
1: the change doesn't necessarily always happen with um in politics it happens in other other places, and I'm always just trying to be with um, storytellers who are trying to, you know, like people who are trying to do something that's really hard, and they can use um, some of these other kinds of story uh, telling skills to, to help them accomplish a goal. So, like with Biden, you know, I worked with him on um, on uh, his cancer initiatives for a long time, uh, which I hope he'll continue because when COVID is gone, we still got this cancer thing we all got to fight. You know, so. So I think that it's like how do we keep going towards a progressive future and what does that mean? You know, um, uh you know, I think that's it's really the critical thing, you know, just to keep focused on that. Keep our eyes oh, above Jeffy. the horizon.
0: Exactly. Well, Jeffy, keep yeah. doing what you're doing and focusing the light on, on these issues. And where can yeah. people see Soros right now?
1: I'm not sure where you can see it in the United States yet. Um, but it'll be out here. Just, just look for it. It's just called Soros and it's out. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I think it'd be great. Great to, great to see it when it's out of the United States.
0: Great! Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure thank talking you. with you. and I look forward to having you back on the show with your next project.
1: Please. Thank you. I appreciate it very much.
0: You can listen to The Jam Price Show whenever and wherever at thejampriceshow.com and on the iHeart Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and my YouTube channel. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Jam Price Show. And you can go on Facebook to The Jam Price Show. Please like us when you're there. Thank you for listening.